Hello, and welcome back to Akashic Record Truths with Nikki and Jada. So Jada, today I want to talk about Ouija boards and these negative sort of spiritual items. You and I have had um, quite the experience with these boards in the past or experienced other people using these boards. And so we have a bit of experience with the effects that they can have. So it's a lot more than just the boards, of course. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell me what the name when kids call on Bloody Mary and things like that? What are those called? Do you mean? Are they prayers? Um, just like calling on your guides. So I guess you could call it a prayer. It's just calling on a spirit. I know when I was a kid, kids were doing it. You being a kid yourself in recent times, like at school and stuff, can you tell me why kids are doing these sorts of things it seems fun at the time some of them will get scared during it and they'll continue just because someone else is doing it it's like um, watching a scary movie you don't want to seem scared so does it start off with like boredom or what what intrigues them to do it in the first place one person will say they want to do it another will say they want to do it and then everybody just joins them I guess I guess you could call it boredom from being at school in your experience where where was this sort of happening like where what like when when do kids have time to do this sort of stuff a lot of the time they would do it during break time there'd be a certain amount of times that you would do it they'd get into it and they'd start doing it every single day most of the time it would start off when say there was a substitute and they were letting us have a bunch of free time or something they would do a lot of things in class and then there was break time where sometimes they would do it at break time in the bathrooms okay so where do we okay so what kind of things are we talking about so we know that kids call on bloody mary and can you name some of those i don't even know it's been so long what are Uh, okay well i can i can name a couple not not all of them i know there's bloody mary there's the ouija board and there's uh charlie charlie do the kids actually have access to a Ouija board or are they using more like pendulum boards? Charlie Charlie is a really popular one. It's like writing four sections on a piece of paper okay, and then putting two pencils on top of each other facing the opposite direction and then calling on Charlie Charlie. Then they would wait to see if the spirit would move the pencils. That's how it started. Uh, I know that a lot of kids used to get addicted to that game as well. I know like my mom, she had an experience with a Ouija board. And I remember the story back when I was a kid, I just simply asked her about the board and she lost the plot and was like, no, I'm not, I'm not even discussing this with you. Don't ever talk to me about it again, sort of thing. And I never really got any further answers about it. I didn't really know until you had, I basically asked you when you got your gifts and had you look into the Akashic records about the board and that sort of stuff. But I do know that anytime that board is brought up to anyone that has experienced anything, it never has anything, um, any good experiences to share. A lot of people will uh, say things like it ruined my life. I was haunted by it for a really long time. Bad things happened ever since then. Those sort of comments. It it tends to linger for a long time. Now, would you say this is a belief system or is this really happening? Well, it depends. If you do call on something bad, then yeah, it could definitely be true. Because a lot of those things that they're calling on are spirits that are not ideal. 
So my understanding with the Ouija board is that you're not necessarily calling in anything bad, but it opens up a portal for anything to come through. And so when they open that board, it's not Mm -hmm. calling on good guidance, but rather more tricksters, would you say? Uh, Yes. Is there a way to use the Ouija board and only allow good spirit to come through? No. Okay. So the Ouija board is just not an, it should not be an option in general. Yes. What do you think about them being sold in game stores and being readily available for people to use? Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Someone can make one simply by themselves. Technically, it's not um, a big deal because someone can just go home and make it with a piece of paper. Do you think that people are more likely to use it because it's available in the store and they think that it's okay? Or do you think people are actively wanting to do this and making them on their own? People assume that it's going to be fun. It's more like a experience. It's like a scary movie, you know, you just it it starts off thrilling. definitely as yeah just thrilling and then and then yeah like i said some of them can be just a little addictive and then and then you find some people doing it a lot like often and doing it by themselves and not doing it for fun doing it for because they 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 think they're getting real guidance now okay. which is not true Okay, so the guidance that they're getting, though, is, so you're just saying it's, yeah, it's just, okay, so it's just false information. It's not real guidance. What about the pendulum boards? So these are the ones that you can buy at the crystal shop. They're readily available. It's sort of like your Charlie Charlie, what you're saying, you know, it's just got the yes and no. The Ouija board spells things out. It's much more detailed than a pendulum board. I know when I've asked you if I should buy one, the answer is always no. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, they're not good. I wouldn't say any of that stuff is is very good. They're just calling on bad spirits. The bored beings live on this layer of the earth. And when they get called on, you know, they're, yeah. they're bored. They've been there for however long. And they're bored and they want to play some tricks. They're naughty yeah. and they want to play some tricks. Okay, that makes more sense. So I guess the consensus is just stay away from them. At the end of the day, it's your choice. Um, but we highly recommend educating kids around this sort of stuff because they're quite dangerous, especially when used for the wrong reasons. I hadn't even considered any sort of addiction side, which is what you've been talking about, Jada, but more so just about calling in the bad spirits and that sort of thing. So let's talk a little bit about what happens when we don't take care of the portal that we've opened. My understanding is that these boards have to be shut properly. We've talked about that before, where there is a process to making sure that board is closed and those entities go back to where they belong otherwise they linger around the person and the board is that correct yeah yes okay so what is the process of closing a board can you explain that to people so that at least if they've opened up a board they can properly deal with it whatever the prayer is that you said the start of the prayer you would say that but with the with the intention of closing. I understand what you're saying. The prayer that you originally say to open up the board, you're going to switch it to let them know that the board is now being closed. 
is there anything else that they need to do with that board at that time? They can get rid of it. Okay. No matter what they do with the board after. You had said something about, I think back when I originally asked you about it, I feel like you had told me that there's a specific way that you have to destroy these boards. If it is a physical board that you bought at Okay, and how do you how do you go about destroying it? It's a difficult question to answer because there are a couple ways that you could deal with it. I'd say probably the best way to to do that though is to probably bury it if it's a real board. So we're talking if it's a pendulum board, a physical pendulum board, or a Ouija board. No, no, a Ouija board, a Ouija board. Just Just a Ouija Ouija board. board. Okay. And bury it. Yes. What about burning it? You could do that with the paper, but yeah, not the board. Okay. And what about putting it in the dump? Like just throwing it in the garbage? I, I wouldn't suggest that, but I mean, you can do that. And why wouldn't you suggest that? It won't physically hurt you, but it's not really a good way to to get rid of it. You would have a lingering of the situation. If you get scared and throw the board away, you're going to have a lingering of that experience for a long time. Okay, so it's actually a mental, it's a mental closure, you're saying? Yes, that's why I'm saying not physically. Okay. So basically just burying is the best option, throwing it away. If you're going to throw it away, find some way to get closure. Is there a way to get closure if you throw it away? I guess you have to be, in, you have to be that kind of person. If you're scared, you're, you're going to have an issue with it. If something happened that while you were using that board that scared you enough to close it immediately, then then you're you're gonna you're gonna have that feeling there's burying it is the only way to get rid of that feeling what if they didn't close it like what if they had that feeling then didn't close the board yeah then the spirit would stay and then yeah they would be extremely scared do you have some examples of what could happen once those spirits are let out like i said they're they're restless they haven't been free in however long is the only way for these entities to come out is through a board? Yeah, being called on. So they're board entities. They phys- It's kind of like a genie in a bottle. Yeah. Okay. Except you can't set them free. If they don't shut the board, that entity is going to stay free and they're going to linger around that person. Is that correct? Yeah. So then they've just got basically a trickster on their shoulders. Yep. And by trickster, are we talking... Just like joking fun? Or are we talking haunting? No, 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 no. <laughs> they take it as haunting, or they or they take it as fun. But um, yeah, it'd be more like scary movie haunting. Yeah. Okay. What do they have the ability to do? Like, as a haunting, can they move objects? Like, what kind of scary? Is it just shadows? Is it mind play? Like, what what kind of it's abilities everything. do they have? It's everything. They could do whatever they want once they're let out because the person that let them out doesn't understand what they've allowed that spirit because they didn't. They're not telling them what they can do. It's just calling them out of their, yeah, which is why they take it away. Does fear make them stronger or does that not have any impact on them? I mean, they would enjoy it. They're enjoying as in feeding off of their, that person's fear or energy, negative energy. So they're going to continue to do that because it makes them feel good, but it doesn't physically make them stronger. 
Okay, let's talk a little bit about like Bloody, Bloody Mary and stuff where you stand in front of the mirror and say the prayer and call on specific beings that have had a tough life on earth. These stories that are being said or these prayers that are being said, which contain stories, are true stories? Yes. To some extent. Yeah. So these beings are not board beings because there isn't a board involved. So they're not an entity, they're, entity, they're an actual spirit. Yes. Okay, and... They come down from the libraries of heaven. Is that correct? Yep. In the libraries of heaven, just to recap for anyone that doesn't know, when we die, we go up to the libraries of heaven and we have to work on ourselves. We replay all of the things that we did wrong, did right. Um, we, we reflect on our entire life and we have to make amends and deal with everything to basically put it away to move on. When someone calls on a spirit in this way, they're calling on them in a in the most negative way possible because they're actually putting a spotlight on their mistakes or on a very traumatic event that happened to them in their life here on earth and they yeah, are exactly. physically and they're being brought down here against their will for the pleasure of the people doing it, like for fun, for being at the end of the day, they're being the trickster at that point. So then the spirit comes down because they don't have a choice because they've been called upon and they get angry. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So when this happens, what sort of things does that spirit have the power to do? They can do whatever they wanted. Yeah. It's the same as the board entities. They still have the same abilities. They can do whatever they want. So if you've ticked them off, they're going to haunt you and they're going to make your life very uncomfortable. The other really big thing about this is they also need to be sent back to the libraries of heaven. And a lot of people don't understand this. A lot of uneducated children do this and don't realize that that spirit is actually there because a lot of times they do it thinking that it's a joke and that it's not real. So they call that spirit in, and then that spirit is trapped. So a lot of times it happens in a bathroom next to a mirror. Is that correct, Jada? Yep. Spirits get stuck in the bathroom, and then the kids walk away and never come back to release that spirit. So that spirit is now stuck in, would you say, replaying their trauma? Yeah. Replaying their trauma of the story that they were called upon in regards to over and over again, trapped here on earth, which is not where they belong, and can't go home. They're stuck until somebody releases them and lets them go back home. This, the thing is, is in the libraries of heaven, they've been working on themselves for a very long time. Mary has been in the libraries of heaven for a very long time. So she has already worked through all of this stuff. So to be called back here to replay that trauma or replay that, those events that took place a long, long time ago. It's very disrespectful, actually, and quite sad. Ultimately, I guess, educating kids again about this stuff is really important. Now, I understand that a lot of parents probably don't think it's real unless you physically did it yourself as a kid um, and, re and had the repercussions of what this looks like. But whether you believe it or not, your kids are going to play it. They're going to find themselves doing it or seeing other kids doing it or whatever, and they're not going to understand. I guess I wanted to just kind of shed some light on it because whether or not you believe it's true, at least if you educate them about the effects, hopefully if something bad happens to them, they can take the information and actually fix it and close the board or send the spirit back to the libraries of heaven or whatever, because otherwise 
when it comes to not like the board sticking to the person that has the board or that opened the board, Jada, are the spirits that are called in that are trapped in the bathroom? Are they just haunting everybody? Anybody uh, that enters the bathroom or are they sticking to that being to the person or sorry, to the person that called them in? It depends on the one. So Bloody Mary, yeah, probably she would on anyone that came in. We had this issue with one of the schools the kids were at that there were a bunch of senior kids at the school that had called in some spirits in the bathroom. It got to the point where the prep kids couldn't go into the bathroom stalls anymore because they were petrified to go in there. So they had to use the other bathrooms because they couldn't go into these stalls anymore into this girl's bathroom. So we have physically experienced this and it's not good because a lot of people don't believe in this stuff. So being able to go in there and close the board or going, go in and send the spirit back home isn't as easy or you can't tell someone to go do it. The teachers, the principal or whatever, they don't care. They think it's a joke. They just think that kids are being silly and there's no repercussions and then just act like they, when the kids are saying that they're afraid, it's, oh, get over it sort of thing, because it's not real. It's in your head. And that unfortunately is not true. It really is happening. And it can be quite dangerous. You put enough fear in somebody, they slip and fall, hit their head, you know, all sorts of things can happen by accident or on purpose. You know, who knows what that spirit is willing to do out of anger and frustration and, and sheer probably desperation of wanting someone to help, you know, maybe the only way to get the attention of somebody is to scare the living heck out of them so that somebody finds a way to get them back home. Would you yeah. agree with us, Jada? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so say no one ever goes and, you know, releases that spirit. What happens to them at that point? Is there is there a way for the universe to release it? Or like, what is the process for that? They, they wouldn't. Uh, at one point, the person finds a way to forget about it and they just they just live with it and then and then the spirit's stuck there forever I guess sometimes yeah yeah so how does that work like we have you know there's obviously the well we're talking about bloody mary okay so in in the respect of mary how is she you know if you've got 20 different kids in different schools calling on this being and she's trapped in them. How is she trapped? In, is she trapped in multiple places or is she not being called anymore because she's stuck somewhere or how does that work? Oh, no, no, no. She would. Yeah. I, when, a, when a different person calls her on, she would go there instead. So okay. Instead so she's putting her away. Yeah. So I guess the hopes would be that eventually someone would send her back home. Yeah. So she's just moving around based on where she's being called to. Yeah. Okay, well, now that we've talked about what not to use to call on spirit and items not to use and how to fix those situations when we do do the wrong thing, let's talk about ways that are safe to use for calling on spirit. So you mentioned before using cards. So you're talking about oracle cards and tarot cards? Yes. Like what's the difference between them and a pendulum board? You are calling on your spirit guides or the angels instead of entities that aren't spirits that aren't okay is this because cards are tied to spirit guides so when they're created the intention is for them so it's kind of their job like cards are their responsibility yeah so when we're talking about the boards the the beings in charge of the boards are the board entities yes 
Okay. So for anyone that doesn't understand, because I'm just learning this, beings have certain responsibilities in the universe. So when she's talking about the Ouija boards and the pendulum boards, the responsibility is held by the entities, which she called the board entities. So now when we have oracles and tarot cards, they are the responsibility of spirit guides. And that's who comes through. Now, Jada, the angels also do readings, do cards and oracles. Now, how does that work with it being both? Do the, do the angels come through for specific kinds of messages or how do they know when it's their time to send messages and when it's spirit guides time to send messages? For instance, when I do group or oracle readings, like when they're for the masses for multiple people, like in our content and stuff, that's the angels that are providing those messages, not spirit guides. When you talk about a person, when you when you're calling on your guides and you mention that it's for another person they know who's doing the work okay so it's an overseeing sort of thing so the angels are responsible for mass when we're talking the greater good of humanity and spirit guides are responsible for the greater good of individuals is that correct yeah okay now there's also the time when we have our main guides and then our secondary guides it's a different type of deck for a different reason. The guys know when it's their responsibility because it's their job. Yes. Do you think it's important for us as humans to know the difference or does it really matter? You should know so that you can thank them, but in a practical sense, no, it's not really important. Going back to the secondary guides and the main guides, I have had personally some issues with messages when I've asked for personal guidance and the cards that I'm using before I understood that I had, you know, certain decks were for my secondary guides and other decks were for my primary guides. The messages are different sometimes. You have told me before, just make sure that you're using the right deck for the right thing. So how does someone know without being me and having access to that sort of information readily available? How does someone else know? How can they tell which decks are which? A lot of people people wouldn't be hold to certain decks the guys would show them a certain deck that they wanted them to use so it's an intuitive thing it's an unconscious unconscious thing and that's why sometimes we put away a deck and don't use it for a really long time because we don't feel like we want to use it that's the intuition telling us that it's not the right deck for right now is that correct yeah and that's oracle and tarot What about card, like witchcraft sort of cards? Are those the same as tarot decks or as, sorry, as oracle decks or, well, there's lots, there's not just witch, witch oracles, but there's also the fairy oracles and the animal spirit guides and things like that. Are these also effective or are they calling on different beings again? Yeah. Okay, so can you elaborate a little bit on that? Let's talk about the witch. Can you tell me about the witch oracles? They're made for a specific reason. So when you're using something that is talking about witchcraft or something like that, it's probably not going to end well because the intention that that person made it with is that it is witchcraft. You have this new idea of white witches 
I don't know if it's a new idea, but it's something new I'm hearing about white witches that work with the light. Now, my understanding about witches is that they just worked with the moon. Like they were considered witches because they worked with the darkness, like as a night, night darkness is this. Um, and that their the name basically came from men hating on women working in the night on ultimately magic. And they didn't like that. So that's where the name came from. Now, what's your take on that? Um, I don't know. I've never heard of that. So what is your understanding or what does the Akashic Records have to say about witches? I know that a lot of the time the word witch is just taken out of proportion. At the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with a witch. It's just that or calling yourself a witch, that's not not really what you are because working with spirit doesn't automatically make you a witch. Okay, and what about the white witches? Is that the same thing then? They're both the same. It's just a name that people have given themselves to say that they're working with the light opposed to the darkness. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... At the end of the day, that's, that's why... You shouldn't have to say you're a white witch if, because that's not, not what, that's what every witch should be. Yeah, if they're doing it with the right intentions. Is that what you're getting at? You're not really a witch. You're yeah. potentially gifted or are a light worker, I guess. But if you're doing things for the wrong reason, that's just out of alignment. That's not a witch that yeah. you're just you're just a gifted person out of alignment or someone who's claiming to be gifted or claiming to be a light worker and and are out of alignment is is that correct yeah okay so the consensus is that witches don't exist yeah what about potions and and spells and things like that are they the same as what it would a spell just be like an affirmation or a prayer or a manifestation? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then what about the spells, like the mixtures? Would that be more, I'm thinking of like shamanic, ancient natural therapies, potions that heal and have, or have healing properties or things like that. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And when we talk about bad spells, what is that? It's just manifesting something negativity yeah and at the end of the day then that's poison (laughs) yeah anyone can mix up a concoction of items and it be poisonous and do bad things and then you set the intention that that thing is going to do something harmful okay so what about voodoo it's all the same and so it's just an intention of harm yeah when the intention is strong bad things can happen so at the end of the day something bad could happen especially if say both of them believe it in our last episode we talked a little bit about curses and them not being real so we know that the belief system of that person that believes that they were cursed is very powerful in the respect that it can completely dictate how their life is run but that's because it is built on the foundation of belief now 
if curse isn't real, then isn't that the same thing as voodoo? Like yeah, it's all the same. So the energy that we have towards another person or the energy that we carry as a human can be attached to somebody else, negative or positive. When yeah. we come into contact with somebody else, the energy, if we're not protected, we don't put up our walls can really affect us. So if someone sets an intention to harm somebody else or harm somebody that is unprotected, that can have impact on us because we allow it to. Yeah. And then that person would have to fixate on that intention nonstop in order for it to continue to affect us or just as long as it takes for that belief system to believe it's there forever. Yeah. So the curse doesn't need to be removed. The belief system needs to be removed. Yeah. So when we go and pick up a Oracle deck or a tarot deck, we are intuitively guided by our spirit guides to choose the ones that are right for us. At which point, it doesn't matter which ones we choose because they're guiding us to whatever it is that we need most. Is that correct? Exactly. Just to confirm though, when it comes to witch oracles and things like that, you are saying that those oracles come with intentions that are not the best and we should stay away from those ones is that correct yes okay so we have spent some time talking about ouija boards pendulum boards talked about calling on spirits for negative reasons through prayer the effects of doing these sorts of things and how to close them and how to send spirits back home after we're done and about educating children around these effects because they're going to do it regardless if we want them to or not. So we're better off to at least have a conversation with them so that they know how to fix it if they run into a problem because they're highly unlikely to come to us after they have made a big mistake and are being haunted by something. So at least if they have the education and know-how to fix the problem, they don't have to come to us if they do screw up. Is there anything else you want to add to that, Jada? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, cool. So we're going to end this episode at that. If you have any further questions or concerns around this topic, please feel free to reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook at Unmasked Potential. You can find us on social media. Most of our social media is connected to Unmasked Potential. Or you can comment on the podcast itself. We would love to hear any comments or additional questions you might have that we can clarify for you. Other than that, we will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your support. Until next time, take care.